we are the people of home. 515 days ago, we became our own nation. Our nation, aptly named home, has since endured a nine-month blackout, adopted the bell as our temporary currency, elected our first constituent assembly, and now we work on our nation's first constitution that will guide us into the future. With you as the citizens and I, Alex Williams, as your news anchor, we explore the history, the culture, the politics, and the economics of this young nation. With that said, welcome home. Today's broadcast was brought to you by listeners like you. Just one request for you today, please leave us a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash thepeopleofhome. Links, as always, will be in the show notes. Today, I sit down with Dr. Neil Carter again to talk more about the creation of our nation. Then, I sit down with James Potter to talk about his creation, ratethispodcast.com, which, of course, we use. Dr. Neil Carter, welcome back. Thank you very much. So today we wanted to talk a little bit about the judiciary or the judicial branch of government. We've talked about the executive and the legislative branches. So how exactly does the judiciary fit in here? Well, if you look at the way that that government handles its functions, the legislative is in charge of making the law, determining the rule, the rules and, and kind of the structuring our interactions with each other. The executive is charged with, with carrying out those plans of government and making sure that the laws are enforced and that we, we do what we kind of bind ourselves to do. And then the judiciary fits in by examining specifics of, of the of our interactions and determining whether or not what we're doing actually falls within the law and how to enforce the law in particular cases. So the executive and the, well, especially the legislative, especially deals with the general and, and how things should work in general and with the general population, whereas the judiciary winds up dealing with specific uh, cases of actual instances of behavior and how do they fit with our decisions about what to do and how to keep us doing what we what we say we want to do. So the judiciary fills that role of applying the general rules to specific instances and determining what we should do about perceived breaches in our trust. Okay, interesting. So, so if I'm getting this correctly, the executive branch is carrying out the orders, the legislative branch is creating them, and the judiciary, are, they're dealing with the specific cases, maybe sometimes concerned with exceptions or just exactly how, um, how to go about enforcing these things. Is that about accurate? Right. And then there are, so, so there's questions about how does how does this specific instance fit into the general rules? There's also a case um, that's often made in the judiciary of even determining if the rules themselves coincide with each other or if there's a discrepancy 
in the rules themselves or if, or if the language is just unclear and you can't specify every particular instance of this and so often it's it's the judiciary's role of determining whether the laws actually apply or if the laws are in contradiction with each other which one should take priority so there's all kinds of questions that might emerge as you try to try to see what's happening in particular instances and the judiciary can help with that interesting interesting so um we we've talked a little bit um about what they do maybe if you could give us a little bit more uh, a few more specifics on the role that they'll be playing what what's the day-to-day of the judiciary like well it's depending on kind of what level you're you're dealing with so if we think about something as as simple as a traffic court right that people are are know the general rules of of driving for example and yet all the time there are individual instances where the traffic courts kind of figure out what happened and and who was doing what and who was responsible if there was an accident um, or whether somebody was actually speeding or not and all of these kind of particulars at that level it, it can be pretty um, it, it's more directly linked to how do we apply the law in these particular cases and how do we determine who is at fault or, or who breached the law um, similarly with criminal courts um, there's kind of this question about okay there's the law there was the law broken in these particular instances were there mitigating circumstances um, all of those questions can come into play but if we go up to other types of courts so like administrative courts where they're trying to determine whether the administration was doing what they were supposed to do or even if you get to constitutional courts or oftentimes supreme courts um, where they're they might be given the the ability um, this doesn't happen in all countries but in some countries the courts might be given the, the ability to even declare law unconstitutional or, or say that this law cannot apply because it's in violation of our higher principles which is why the constitution is so important uh, not all courts do that but but you can see that there's a wide range of trying to determine how to particularly enforce the rules that we make interesting very interesting so uh they they play a huge role in in governing and in maintaining that order and i suppose in many cases upholding the constitution which is currently what we're working on and so i have one last question for you what are what are some of the ways that we see governments around the world organizing their judicial branch well one of the big big separations is whether or not a state is federal or or unitary if it's federal often they will divide the court system and have separate court systems for each of their constituent units and then a federal system that handles federal law so so you might have those those divisions there 
and that can play a role. Um, some countries just say, well, local things like marriage law, family law, um, traffic courts, those kind of things can be handled at the constituent unit level, but we want all criminal law to be federal, for example. Um, so we've got the the nature of the law can can affect how the courts are organized. The whether you, the state is unitary or federal can affect it. There's also, especially if there's a constitutional court or a Supreme Court that can determine whether or not a law is constitutional. There's another big difference in states because some states will say the court system can only affect laws where there's an actual case of violation or, or perceived violation. And so they can only handle cases that are actual real cases. Other courts, especially at the higher level, are able to to rule on hypotheticals even. So so they can be given a question of whether or not something would be legal if it in fact happened. And and they can make a ruling on that if they're given that power, which is kind of fascinating. And then when you get into this question of the the relationship between legal and constitutional, uh, the those that have kind of a legal system that is based on whatever is the law is legal and we don't worry about custom, we'll see those two as, as synonymous, that you can't have something that is legal but not constitutional. But in other states where custom and practice take the form of constitutional power, you can actually have cases, that there have been cases that have ruled that a particular action on the part of government was legal but not constitutional. And then the, the government kind of has to figure out what to do with a ruling like that. And so the different organizations are linked to how we perceive law. And, and those perceptions affect everything that we do in government. Uh, and so it it works in harmony with the with the legislative and executive branch, and sometimes in tension with it, um, as we attempt to figure out what the best way of employing our collective force is. That is um, incredibly fascinating and very complicated, uh, like a lot of the things that we've been speaking about during this constitutional creation process. So I look forward to seeing what the firms are coming up with for the judiciary system and uh, and for everything else. So we'll talk more about that next week with you again, Dr. Carter. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. It's been fun. Now I'm joined remotely by the creator of ratethispodcast.com, James Potter. Welcome onto the broadcast. Hi, thanks a lot for having me. I'm really pleased to be here. So fill us in a little bit here. You have a descriptive name for your creation, but dive a little deeper. What does it do? So the name of my tool is Rate This Podcast. And it's all about helping 
podcasters to get more ratings and reviews for their podcasts. Um, so ratings and reviews are important. Um, they act as, as a kind of social proof for other potential new listeners when they're deciding whether to, to subscribe to a new show. Um, and they also help podcast creators to keep track of how their listeners are feeling and, and um, keep, keep on top of their feedback. Excellent. Uh, that's fantastic. And of course, it, it is a service that we use here at the Media Corporation at home, and it works great. So how'd you come up with this idea? Well, um, I, was, I was walking uh, along a street in Grantsville um, a few months ago, listening to a, a podcast, as I often do. And I've been listening to a podcast for, for a long time, since uh, I think around 2005. And um, I noticed that a lot of podcasts, they, they ask their, their listeners, they say, they say sentences like, if you enjoy the show, please leave us a rating review wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, I was a bit frustrated by that because it's not a very useful or effective call to action. A lot of podcast listeners don't know what to do with that, with that instruction. I decided I'm going to make this tool um, that podcasters can read out uh, on air um, that shows their listeners the right apps based on the device they're using to listen and um, gives them really easy to follow instructions on how to leave a review and rating. And it is incredibly easy to use, which, uh, by the way, prime opportunity here. If you'd like to leave a review for this broadcast, you can do so at ratethispodcast.com slash the people of home. And so what what do you hope to accomplish with this tool? Well, first of all, I want to make sure that especially smaller um, podcasts with, with a less developed audience are getting as much feedback as they can. If you look at some of the, the biggest shows, they have often have thousands of ratings and reviews and they, they, they don't have any problem with this. And, and a lot of them don't even ask for them anymore. Um, but you see a lot of smaller shows that maybe have you know, thousands of listeners have very few ratings and reviews. And uh, it seems like a missed opportunity to me. So I want to help with that. Um, and more generally in the future, I'm thinking about ways I can turn this on its head and possibly become the de facto place where you come to rate and review podcasts and, and maybe help with discovery of new a new podcast for for listeners well that is excellent it sounds like it has an amazing future ahead of it so where can people go to help themselves get more reviews and to grow and understand their audience better so you can just go along to ratethispodcast.com and there's a green button that says start now um type in your the name of your podcast and that's it it takes about a minute maybe less to get started. Fantastic. And of course, like I said, we use that here. And and so we encourage you to go check out ratethispodcast.com. Thank you for joining us today, James. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me. It's been fun. Today's broadcast was brought to you by listeners like you. 
Just one request for you today, please leave us a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash thepeopleofhome. Links, as always, will be in the show notes. This broadcast is produced by Mecco Radio. Find more great shows at meccoradio.com. Special thank you to James for joining me today and talking to us about his creation, Rate This Podcast. This week's production team includes Dr. Neil Carter and myself, Alex Williams. Our theme music is by Joseph Cordara, and the world is based on the world created by William Richard Redlich. And remember, home is where the heart is. Mecco.